0: Amen. Are y'all thankful for the goodness of God this morning? It's a good morning to be at church. And I want to read the scripture for today. It's in Genesis 2. We're kicking off the family series. Y'all excited about that? We had a good Easter and we are starting off hot with marriage. Everybody say, oh. Yeah, that's right. All right. Genesis 2, verse 22. It says, then the Lord God made woman from the rib. And he had taken out of the man and he had brought her to the man. And he said, this is now the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman. Everybody say woman, be careful, be careful. For she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united and they become one flesh. Everybody say one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Okay, don't get too excited. Uh, Genesis 3 is the reason we have clothes. Let's continue. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say? I just want to pause really quick and let you know that Satan's intent is to always in question the validity and the truth of God's word. It is not a coincidence that this is the most attacked area in humanity in the world today. Marriage relationships gender and identity and this is what it says did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden and then we know kind of what unfolds they eat the fruit sin enters the world and I don't think it's a coincidence that the first ever marriage relationship was attacked by Satan I don't think it's a coincidence, and I think that there is something that we can learn from it today. So if you would, if you're with your spouse, grab their hand. If you're with a friend, put your arm around them. If you're by yourself, hold your own hand. Let's pray together as a family. God, we love you. We thank you for the truth of your word. Would you speak to us today, God? The world is yelling what marriage is and what it isn't, and today we say it is holy. You you created it. You inspired it, God, and so you're the only one that can change it. And God, I just pray that you would open our hearts today with grace, with love, but God, with truth, that you would begin to open the eyes of people who have had their eyes shut, and that you would remove any distractions in this place. And the goal of today is that all of us would take a step towards a stronger relationship with you and that we would take a step in a stronger relationship with our spouse. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. As you find your seat, say hello to somebody. Say, it is good to see you. All right. Y'all stop being nice to each other. Sweet. Good morning. Is everybody doing okay this morning? There was one person. He's having a good day. We'll try it again. Is everyone doing okay this morning? Awesome. We've still got people out from the Garth Brooks concert, okay? Hey, we've actually got him with us today. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I was going to have Andrew sing a song, but I was like, man, that's kind of sacrilegious. It may not be good. So um, he has some relationship songs, but they're not PG-13. So we'll save those. If if you have not had a chance uh, to meet my wife and I, this is my wife, Kendra. Everybody say, hey, Kendra. My name is Seth, and I know we have some new people here today from Easter Services. We are so glad that you guys have uh, joined us this morning. By the way, uh, we met at New Life Church in Conway, so I'm all about meeting people at church. Just don't be creepy, okay? We have security guards and armed police officers in Jesus' name, all right? Um, now, we, we've been married for about seven years. Is that right, babe? Something like that. Okay. Um, and we have two kids that we really like uh, most of the time. And, uh, okay, Easter services were great. Did y'all have a good time at Easter services? We had three services here. God moved in a big way. And uh, it was just so fun seeing you guys take the challenge the last several weeks into Easter, bringing coworkers, bringing friends, people from the grocery store, gas stations. And it, it was so awesome to see what God did. Are y'all thankful that we have kids ministry going in two services? It's awesome. Um, and that is definitely a blessing. And um, there was like 22 two-year-olds in one room together. And I told Kendra, I said, babe, that's in my mind, that's hell on earth. Like that's real tangible. Uh, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, But I'm serious as well. Um, We had about 1,100 people here uh, for Easter. Lots of decisions for Jesus. And hear this, around the state of Arkansas at New Life Church, there was over 30,000 people in church. And that means 30,000 people heard the gospel. And this is an awesome number right here, over 400 decisions for Christ. Would y'all give it up for what God did? It's amazing. It's an honor to be a part of it. And today we start the family series. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's going to be good. And turn to the other person and say, I hope Seth doesn't mess this one up. Okay. (laughs) That is very likely. So give me some grace. Uh, This is the reality. Family is crazy. Would y'all agree? Y'all were way too excited about that. Um, It it is, and and this is the reality is we want you to succeed when it comes to family and raising kids and marriage. And and we are not the experts, but what I do know is that you can learn a lot from this. And so I want to open the word and teach about how God sees the idea and this concept of marriage. But here's the deal is that marriage and family is on the decline in the last 50 years across our country. And I just want to be bold with you this morning and tell you it is a leadership issue, but it is not a White House issue. It is a your house and my house issue. Can I get an amen, all right? It is is no one else's fault. We, We can take responsibility, and this is what I believe is if we can get our own homes in order, we can be a light into the world, amen? And so that's what I want to talk about today, but I want to start by asking a question. When you hear the word family, what comes to mind? Okay. What comes to mind? Is it, is it a good or a bad thing? Is it healthy or is it unhealthy? Is it, um, is it a good thought or is it a, a bad thought? I think it is very important that as a church family, uh, together, um, that, we remem- that we remember and we remind ourselves this morning that we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different upbringings, and when, when family is mentioned to you, it may be a good thing, but maybe for someone else it's a painful thing. And so I just want us to be sensitive around this topic of family as we go through the next several weeks and we open God's word and he begins to teach us uh, because I feel like I need to preface this before we go into the series that the past is behind you if you want it to be. Your past does not define you unless you want it to, okay? Especially with the topic of relationships and marriage and when it comes to Family, God has laid out a great blueprint, amen? And and I want to really dig into that. Today, this is what I know is true, is that the enemy can creep his way in through the news, through Netflix, through Netflix Junior, okay, through YouTube, Disney, through maybe a a woke school system or politics or whatever it may be, whatever platform you believe is indoctrinating your children, can we take responsibility of our kids and our home? in our marriage and make it a point that we're going to point each other towards Christ. Today, there's a lot of things that I want to cover. This is the first time that I've ever had about 20 pages of notes. And so y'all just bear with me. I promise we're going to get out in time. But there's a lot that God wants to say about this topic because it is the topic most attacked today. And I think that God has a blueprint for it. I find it so interesting that God chose the family unit to bring Jesus into the world. And Satan has chose the family unit to attack to take Jesus out of it. The family is under attack. And just like we read in Genesis 2 and 3, it's not a new thing. And as I was unpacking this this week and studying, I was thinking, what is the first marriage that ever existed? I immediately went to Genesis 2 and then we went into Genesis 3. Satan's ultimate aim is to destroy what God has created to bring himself glory. He wants to destroy the witness of our marriages. And this is the thing is he wants to destroy the essential and primary place that disciples are made. And by the way, that is not the church. It is your home. This is a place where discipleship happens. The gospel will be shared. And I'm going to always do my best with that. But your home is the it's like a discipleship factory. Some of y'all way more than others. Okay. This is where it begins. Genesis 2 and 3, the first marriage, it was attacked. They were naked and they felt no shame. Complete peace was present and then Satan crept in and began by asking the first question in scripture. Did God really say that you shall not do what he said that he said not to do? There's always an attack on God's truth and the first time in history that anyone ever hid from God was this couple right here. And I, I just want to go, you know, I feel like that it's, it, you could assume this, but I just want to say it that it's not a coincidence that the first group of people that hid from God was a married couple, potentially a, married, a new married couple, because they fell into sin. And this is what I know that I see in church in my, my short time of following Christ is that people will fall into sin, shame creeps in, and they separate themselves from the things of God. Have y'all seen this? This is the story with me. My goal today is to help all of us take one step. Everybody say one step. Maybe you will take 20. That's awesome, but take one step towards a stronger marriage. Everybody say amen. 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 Yesterday, we celebrated my son's third birthday, um, and it was awesome. We had a we had a blast. Um, we uh, it, was a, it was a T-Rex-themed dinosaur birthday. He was turning three. My wife is amazing, and, and she, it was a three-rex birthday, okay? It was very Pinteresting, and it was beautiful. Um, yeah, that's one for your back pocket, okay? It was Pinteresting, and uh, we had a good time, and, and it was a lot of fun. Kendra and I actually had one of those pregame talks where she looked at me. She kind of pointed towards the bedroom, and I was like, oh, God. And uh, we walked in there, and, and we had the talk. You know, we, we needed this talk before yesterday, okay? We had some tension because when you're planning a birthday party and 40-mile-an-hour wind and it's outside, there's some issues that come up, all right? And we had a few of those issues. We had record-breaking paragliding wind yesterday. Did, there, did y'all see this? If you walked outside, you got blew away, okay? swept off your feet. I was, I was This is was the first time I ever got a notification on my phone that said wind warning. I'm like, what does that even mean? And so we were uh, out in the backyard trying to set stuff up. And I just want to ask you a question. Have you ever tried to set up a shade tent that only had three legs? Okay, so you have no idea what I experienced yesterday. So just go with me. We're putting up this tent, it's me and my little brother. And we realize one of the legs is missing. That's a problem. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to use what I have, you know what I got? So I went to the garage. I got a two-by-four and uh, <laughs> some metal wire. I got four ground stakes, three bungee cords, 73 zip ties, and duct tape, okay? And, hey, that thing stood strong, all right? But this is what happened is right before everybody started to show up to the birthday party, I was like, man, if anybody sees that leg, they're going to think I'm an idiot, okay? <laughs> and they're going to judge my, my uh, integrity, my intelligence. And so what did I do? I went and I got a black tablecloth, and I wrapped it up, and I zip-tied it. Because if it's covered up, you know they can't see it, and right, it's if it's if I covered up the mess and they can't see the issue, then there's not a really there's not really an issue, right? And I was laughing in my office last night. I was thinking that's how a lot of us treat marriage. Well, as long as it's a little bit sturdy, if a, if, a, if a gust of wind comes, it may blow away. But let's just cover it up. It's bungee-tied, it's zip-tied, duct tape, barely held together and barely hanging on. But as long as everybody else thinks it's okay, then we're okay. And I just want to submit to you this morning that it is okay to not be okay. Especially when it comes to the topic of marriage. I see people so often that feel like they have to have it together. And you play church. You go through the motions, you put on a face. How are you? Everything is great. And I'm like, I asked that question at the door early, and I'm like, man, I wish everything was great for me. You know, like, I got some stuff going on. But in all reality, what happens is we begin to compromise our foundation. And this is what I know is true, is the foundation will always determine the longevity, have y'all ever got, went to get a home inspection? And everybody dreads that part. If you're a home inspector, I'm sorry about this. Um, but I always dread it. I'm like, man, I'm afraid for them to say what's wrong with our house. I'm afraid to find out what's wrong with the other house. And, and the worst thing to get back is there's foundation what? Issues. Why? Because if the foundation is jacked up, it doesn't matter how beautiful the house is. And this is the reality and the truth of marriage it, we, we don't want marriages that just look strong and look good. We want marriages that are strong and are good. Can I get an amen? amen. And so how do we do this? We build, we build our marriages upon the Lord. We build it upon the word of God. We don't try to change things to our own liking. Some of you in this room, I want to preface with this before we dive fully in, you are acing this and everybody look at me. I just want to say thank you for being an example for me and my wife. Because there are days where we are not acing this. Some of you, you're like, we ain't acing this. Earlier when you said to hold hands, we didn't do it. (laughs) If some of you are in this room today and you're like, we are hanging on by a thread. We got bungee cords, duct tape, zip ties, and all the things you just said, and we need help. Can I tell you, you are in a good place this morning? Because you're not too far gone. Your marriage is not too far gone when it's in the hands of God, regardless of where you're at, I want you to promise me, make a promise today that you're going to take a step in your marriage. Write this down. A weak marriage cannot build a strong family. Everybody needs to be writing something down. we got to get this inside of us. A weak marriage cannot build a strong family. We, we have to get this right. Ephesians 5, 21 says, out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to one another because we are asking God to help us build our marriage. Y'all listen to this. We are going to revere one another. What does that mean? That means we acknowledge that this thing we're committed to is holy. God created it. God designed it. And that means we should cherish it. This next verse I'm about to read is something that kind of uh, makes some people get tense. So just I just want to preface. The next part of this verse, it says in chapter 5, verse 22 in Ephesians, it says that wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. I circled your own. That's a really important part of that scripture, okay? That was funnier than y'all thought it was, all right? As you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, a lot of people read this. It's like, you need to submit to your wife. Stop barking. Listen, read the part before it. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Can Can I challenge the husbands real quick and myself? Husbands, if you want a wife that submits to you, can I submit to you that you need to submit yourself to Christ first? We have premarital counselings and postmarital counselings and all the in-between. And this is what I know is true is that if there is a husband in the home that's not following Christ, usually the wife is not wanting to submit to that. And I know that this gets tense around this idea. Another translation says this, wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way that Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing, by cherishing. Guys, we have to take a leadership role. This isn't like a male sexist dominance thing. This is a biblical thing. But there is a way that God wants us to go about it, and I want to unpack it. A weak man dominates his wife, and a weak woman will pick apart their husband. It is tense in the room today. But this is the reality. If you add both those things together, you have what I call Jumanji, okay? (laughs) And y'all don't want to play that game in your marriage. So just hear me, hear me. Men, we are to love our wives as what? As Christ Christ loves the church. He served the church. How did he serve the church? He laid down his life for it. And so if God is saying, lay down your life, he may be saying, lay down your pride as well. And so today, what would it look like if we had a marriage that was truly built on sacrificial love? Because if you cherish something, you protect it. If you cherish something, you take care of it. If you cherish something, you would do anything for it, right? And the way that we treat our spouse is arguably the most important thing because it speaks volumes to the world around us. Why is is marriage so important to God? And so attacked by the devil because when marriage is done right and when it's done in the light of God's eyes and his word, it is the most powerful, the most evangelistic, the most holy, the most disciple-driven machine and message to broken humanity around us. So how do we do this? Anybody wondering? Right, I am. Okay, if you ain't, you, you great, that's awesome. I have so many questions, but before we dive in to the practical side of this message, I just thought it would be right to play a song in here today. And before we play the song, I just want you to know this song will take you back and hopefully to a good place. Y'all cue the music. Yeah, oh yeah, like dream come true. sing it if you know it. There's some religious people tense right now. Cause plain to see that and you're the, the only, only one for Sing me. it, come on. Yes. Loosen up, everybody. I Let the hips go. Don't get too crazy, though. I've with me. If ever I believe my yeah. work is done, then i start back at one. Yeah. Y'all cut the music. Y'all cut the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll save this thing into Andrew. All right, number one, write this down. A strong marriage always tells the truth. Always tells the truth. I had to cut the tension with something, okay? Because y'all are tense. Always tells the truth, y'all. Listen, the reality is that every secret kept is a disaster waiting to happen. When you keep a secret and you're hiding something, y'all, nothing feels better than having nothing to hide. But when you have something to hide, everybody's walking on eggshells in tents. Make it a point for your spouse to know everything. Y'all say everything. That means everything. In the Greek, it really does. Everything. Your spending habits. I'm going to step on some toes. What you're looking at. What you're thinking about. What you're struggling with. What what maybe you have struggled with in your past. The truth is always going to bring light. But when you hide in the darkness, did y'all know nasty stuff grows in the dark? And it only gets nastier. Maybe it's as simple as you drank the last Coke and you lied about it. (laughs) If they ask you, you said it wasn't me, right? Maybe you need to confess that in the restaurant two weeks ago when y'all smelt something, you blamed it on one of your kids or somebody (laughs) sitting next to you, right? It It may be something really simple, but... Or maybe you dropped one of your children. You never told your spouse. Today is the day, okay? (laughs) Today is the day. But maybe it is something that is more serious. And it's about your browser history. Or maybe it's something that you can't let go of from your past, but you've been holding it from your spouse. Something that you are shameful of. Can I tell you, God wants you to start fresh today. It is never too late. Husbands and wives, can we be brave enough to ask the hard questions, but humble enough to listen to hard answers? Because if you want to ask the hard questions, there's going to be some answers that come, and we have to be able to be humble enough to receive those this week. So here's a few questions you can ask. This is just free advice. What is the hardest part about being married to me? That's not me asking y'all. Y'all need to ask your spouse, okay? And if you're single in here, I'm setting you up for success, baby. All right? Some of y'all are like, I ain't asking my spouse that. Do whatever you want to do. I asked Kendra this last night. I texted her. I was up here studying. I texted her. I said, what's the hardest part about being married to me? I didn't see a text. I saw a voice message. I was like, it's required a voice message? You know? And she, it was so funny. This is what she said. She said, there's a serious one and there's a funny one. She said, the serious one is we are so different, we have different ways to solve problems. That's a really sweet way to say we don't talk and communicate the best, right? I've learned that I can communicate effectively to thousands of people, but when it comes to communicating in my home, I can screw it up, and and it's like I just throw my words around like they don't mean anything. Y'all, our words mean everything. She said a funny one. She said, you need to tell people you've punched me in the face before. In my sleep, okay? (laughs) Somebody gasp for air, okay? Um, (laughs) Okay. I sleep talk and sleep walk and I fight the devil in my sleep on your behalf. Okay. i be praying for y'all and uh, she will wake up and I'm, I'm fighting and she kind of has gotten in the way a few times. This is how I fight my battles. We were at a worship song. Okay. (laughs) Number two, ask this question. What is something you wish that I would start doing and stop doing? Hey, like I said, be brave enough to ask the question, but humble enough to receive the response. What do you want me to start doing and stop doing? What could I do to make the biggest difference in our marriage? Number four, is there anything that you have been wanting to tell me? Be careful. (laughs) Be careful. And number five, do you need any money today? Any extra money? I'm kidding. Don't ask that, all right? These are questions that can bring light to your marriage. This is what I've learned is that a lie is actually two lies. It's the one that you have told others, and it's the one you have believed yourself. And we justify the truth. Can we just come out into the light today? I love Philippians 4. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true and honorable and pure and just and lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything that is excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. But can I challenge you to also talk about these things? Talk about these things in your home. Go down this list before bed. One of my mentors said, if you can lay in bed at night and open this scripture up and you can go through these and talk about your day, talk about things that are praiseworthy. Talk about things that are excellent and honorable, honorable and pure. So this is the action step for this point. Come clean this week. Everybody just relax your shoulders. Come clean this week. Have a hard conversation. Be brave, but be humble, and honest. Number two, write this down. A strong marriage always forgives. Fast and what? First. Fast and first. What does that mean? Fast says be, be quick. Don't let it fester. Some of y'all are like, I ain't doing that. Okay. You can let it go or you can let it grow. Okay. There's a song, but let it go. Let it go. Please. Because this is what you need to ask. Is this worth putting a wall between me and my spouse? Let it go. Bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die from it. So we let it go fast, but we let it go what? First. What does that mean? Make it a competition who can forgive the fastest. Some of y'all are like, I ain't playing that game. <laughs> who can forgive first? Some of y'all are like, I, I'm gonna lose that game. This is a great principle to live by. I was laughing. I, I, I called Kendra. I said, hey, what, give me What is some stuff that we've had to forgive each other of in the past? And she starts laughing. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know. And, th- y'all, there was a time in a three-week span she accidentally bought three Amazon Prime memberships, okay? And I, was, I had to call customer support and beg them, okay, like, right, forgive fast and forgive what first. There was another time that we were getting ready for bed. Our son has a lot of energy. If you've seen him, he runs a lot. I get a cardio workout before y'all even get here, okay? And he's already hyped. Before bed, we were giving him these vitamin things. It's like this little powder you put in water. And she accidentally mixed it up with an energy packet uh, that we use for pre-workout, you know. And um, my boy was hyped. Forgive, what, fast? And I went to bed first, okay? (laughs) Okay. But I was like, what about me, babe? I wanted to get real healthy, and so I got, you know, what you talk about pops up on your Facebook feed, which is really creepy. Um, and I got this ad for all of these vegetables, organic and natural all that stuff. I don't know, But I ordered like $100 worth of vegetables. I don't know why. I just did it. It was Misfits Market. Have you all ever got the promotional thing? Yeah, I fell for it. I, ordered, I had so many vegetables, I don't even know what the names of these things were. And I let them sit on the counter. I didn't eat one vegetable. And she, y'all, she roasted me. And she, uh, forgive fast, and what? Forgive first. Uh, I, I got another ad, because I guess we talk about eating a lot in our home. Um, it was from HelloFresh. And I just want to tell you, it was, it was fresh, but it also was not fresh for our bank account because um, it said that you can get 15 free meals. I didn't read the fine print that said you had to buy 45 of them. And, uh, and so several hundred dollars later... We were in a little bit of tension in our home. Some of y'all are shaking your head like you've done this, okay? Forgive fast and forgive what? First, Ephesians 4, 26 through 27, if in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Some of y'all are like, we haven't given the devil a foothold. We opened the front door. We gave him a place to sit and we gave him a snack. Can I challenge you to come clean, to be honest with each other, but to forgive first and forgive fast? James 1 tells us, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to what? Speak, this is a word for somebody, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. A a great question to help you cut some tension in your marriage is this, this will help somebody. Can you help me understand how I made you feel? Don't attack the person. Your spouse is not the enemy, but there is an enemy that wants to destroy what God has joined together. Can I say that again? Your spouse is not the enemy. Some of y'all are like, but you don't know them. Okay. <laughs> They're not the enemy, but, but the enemy wants to destroy what God has joined as one. Unforgiveness. This is the plan. Unforgiveness leads to bitterness, and then it causes resentment. And resentment prevents intimacy. Everybody say intimacy. Bitterness and resentment and intimacy, and that leads to bitterness and resentment and a a lack of intimacy, which leads to bitterness. Y'all, are you tracking with me? Resentment and a lack of intimacy, and then eventually you you aren't even really together. You just you just kind of live together. You don't really talk about life. It's just like we're just kind of around each other, and we just kind of, it's almost like roommates. Satan does not care about the argument you are having. He is trying to prevent intimacy in your marriage because he doesn't want you to be connected with each other because your marriage is the tool that God wants to use to bring people to his kingdom. Did you know that? It is tense. A wise man once told me it's really hard to fight with your spouse when you're naked, okay? That's just to tuck that in your back pocket. All right, 1 Corinthians 13. Some of y'all are confused. It'll catch up later. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps what? No records of wrongs. You may have a trophy cabinet full of wrongs. Can you break that thing down this week. Forgive fast, forgive first, y'all. Healthy marriages don't keep score. Everybody say same team. Same team. Next argument you get into, your way out, your get out of jail, free card, everybody tracking with me. We are on the same team. Some of y'all don't feel that way. Some of it, when you're in the midst of it, it's like they are not on my team. They're on defense and I'm on offense or I'm on offense and they're on defense. Y'all listen, the same team. So an action step, ask yourself today, is there anything you're holding on to that is preventing intimacy in your marriage? Everybody look at me. Will you let it go? Will you let it go? Forgive fast, forgive first. Number three, a strong marriage always assumes the best. Everybody say the best. This means when the worst thing happens, your response is assuming the best best. 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love bears all things. It believes all things, and it hopes in all things, and it endures in all things. The reality is hard times are going to come. Raise just kind of wave at me if you've had a hard time in your marriage. My hand is up, and it is waving. You can be honest in church, but we have to believe the best. How do we believe the best? We never stop assuming the best in each other. We never stop trusting each other. We never stop believing the best about each other. This is how you make hell tremble. Hell trembles at the sight of a God-honoring marriage because it is the best tool to create disciples. Action step. This week when something goes wrong, everybody look at me. When something goes wrong, what are we gonna do? Assume the best. Some of y'all are getting some get out of jail free card or get off the couch free card. Okay, last thing is this. Number four, a strong marriage sets the example of Jesus. And I was telling Kendra, she was like, how do you feel about the message today? And I was like, you know, I'm a little nervous because this is kind of a tense topic because the reality is the world has tried so hard to pollute this very thing that anytime the church talks about it, you could cut the tension with a butter knife. God's word is so simple and clear about this. So number four, if we set a strong example of Jesus in our marriage, I think that a lot can happen. I, I can tell you for me, I've made some mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, to be honest. I made one yesterday. As we were setting up for the party, I got really short with Kendra. The wind was blowing the inflatable to Egypt and back. The the tent, I got a one-legged you know, tent. I'm like, wh- why is it missing a leg? And I'm looking at this two by four. I feel like an idiot. I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad. I'm staking these stakes in the ground. I hit the hammer in the ground. I got the water flowing on. I'm just mad about everything. Y'all have ever been just mad about everything. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, you're like, yeah. Man, one time I picked my son up from school and I hadn't eaten anything all day. So I was hungry, but I, w- I was angry. So I was hangry. Y'all know, you've been there. And I get home, this was in Maumelle and uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a sandwich in the kitchen. I make a triple decker sandwich, a big old giant sandwich. You know, when you're so hungry, you just start putting stuff on there just everything that looks good. And by the end, you're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna eat it, you know? It was one of those sandwiches. We had a golden retriever and uh, he was just kind of chilling. You know, he's a good boy. He's a a really good boy. And uh, Zane actually got him a snack. He had some Cheez-Its and he was running around the house and he was making it rain with Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its everywhere. And then he starts stomping them, okay? And I'm like, oh no. And so instead of praying, I went into assassin mode, okay? And, And I went and I picked him up. And I placed him on the couch. and He was like, you won't stomp the cheez And I'm picking up the cheese. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. Be slow to become angry. And then I go in the kitchen, and my sandwich is gone. <laughs> and I look at Ace, and he's smiling. Golden Retrievers can smile. I don't know if you know this. They can smile. And uh, he's smiling, and I'm like, I know you didn't eat my sandwich. And y'all, I'm, I've never abused an animal, so y'all don't be calling PETA or whatever it's called. And, and so... I, I started spanking my dog, and I was like, no, sir, because we use manners in our house. I was like, no, sir, you do not eat the sandwich. You do not eat the sandwich. And I'm like, no. And I've got his nose. I'm hitting his nose. You are a bad boy. You're a good boy, but you're a bad boy today, you know. I throw him in his kennel, and I lost my mind. I, like, blacked out. <laughs> and then I go, and I, I sit on the couch, and I'm, like, hyperventilating. I turn, and my son is mortified. He's looking at me, and he's like, you know, <laughs> his dog. And so I felt bad. I go back in there and. I opened the kennel and I was like, I was like, Zane, come here. And I'm having to apologize to my dog in front of my son. <laughs> Set an example in all things. Okay. And so I get Zane. I was like, we don't beat the dog. He's a bad boy, but he's also a good boy. Okay. And Zane doesn't understand a word I'm saying. And uh, this was right before he really started talking well. And, um, and, and so I, you know, I apologized to Ace and I was like, if you eat my sandwich, you Craigslist, like you are getting on Craigslist and and then I walk away, and I, and I hear my son in the other room. He couldn't say no, no. All he could say was a bye-bye. That's how he said no, no. He grabbed Ace's nose, and he starts hitting this dog. And he's like, a bye-bye. A no, a bye-bye, a bye-bye. And I was like, I have raised a dog beater. I'm like. I'm going to hell, like there's no doubt. Like, I, And so I go in there, I was like, no, sir, we don't hit the dog. And I'm like, I'm the worst, I'm the worst. And then Kendra's getting home at this point, and she's like, what is wrong? And I was like, babe, I just need a minute. And I go in the other room, I was so messed up. And yes, that's a funny story, but can I tell you that he was just doing exactly what he saw his father do? He was doing exactly what he saw me do. And I was thinking about this, what if we could model our marriages and just do the exact thing? same thing that God said to do. There's a blueprint. It's actually pretty simple, but would you agree that the simple things are sometimes the hardest things? Can we do what God's word says? First Corinthians, follow my example as I follow the example of who? Christ. He sacrificially served, sacrificially loved and gave. Christ sets the example in our honesty, our forgiveness, our trust, and our joy. Ephesians, it says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love. You wanna know how to get out of the mess you're in? Walk in the way of love. Be honest with your spouse. Don't have secrets. Be the first to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Assume the best and set an example. But if you got your spouse with you just squeeze their leg, hold their hand a little bit, lock fingers, kind of, you know, play a little pinky game with each other, whatever you got to do. If you're single, just take this and use this as a, a thing to shoot for in the future. God wants a healthy marriage for you. If you would go ahead and stand to the room, stand to your feet across the room. And I want you to stay holding hands with your spouse. If, you, if they're with you, put your arm around them. The challenge for today is very simple. There was a lot to cover but I want you today to get a little card. You could do it in your phone as a text message. And I want you to write down five words that explain how you feel right now about your marriage. Five words. And I want you to be honest, really how you feel. And I'll either text it to each other or write it on a card and give it to each other. And then tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight is about to go down. Okay, like don't go there. Some of y'all are weird. Like, Give the card to each other and have a conversation about how things are really going. Can we do that, church? Because your marriage is the best evangelistic tool you can have. It's how people will see Christ. If you will close your eyes across the room, I want to pray for the marriages here today. God, we love you. We're so thankful for marriage. We pray, God, that we would never stop. Pointing people to you in our marriage. Would you help us take a step? God, we need help. We are jacked up. We are broken. And we need you, Lord. Would you lead us? Would you help us be the first to forgive and very quick to forgive? Would you help us tell the truth and nothing but the truth? So help us, God. God, would you help us be humble and willing to ask the hard questions? And God, ultimately, would you help us set an example? to everybody around us in our marriage. I believe that freedom is gonna happen in this place today. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray and everybody said, amen.